Yeah. Yo, thank you, every like guy, it. everybody who's like, you know, really engaging with us. Like, we really appreciate that. That we does do. a lot for us. Everybody, we do. Yeah. And, and we read it all, and we uh, definitely share it all. So yeah. I, I appreciate it. Good and bad. Good and bad because we learned something from you all. Exactly. Yeah. So, for real. Technically, mm-hmm. it's not even bad because, like, hey, maybe I should be. You know, I got. I really do have to fix that about myself. Maybe I but. shouldn't like Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> now, today was the uh, that one guy who was like the host doesn't get any of the social media tags right. I'm like, damn, he's right. So I had to fix that shit. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Black Korea. I am your host, Andy. Yeah, I mean, you got Shelton J. It's your boy, KP. Yes, and Tiffany's out for today. She uh, had some kind of allergic reaction, so she's on Benadryl, not looking too good. Ooh. Mm. Oh, oh, out to Tiffany. We miss you. Miss you, Tiff. Yeah. Miss you. Before we get started, I just want to uh, let you guys know that if you uh, had any concerns or, you know, you want to engage with us, you could always follow us on Instagram at Black Korea Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Black Korea ATL. Mm. And also our email at BlackKoreaATL at gmail.com. And we are also coming to you from Dead End Studios now. So if you need any type of video or audio needs, make sure you hit them up. Good people's good business at, um, I'm sorry, DeadEndStudiosATL.com. Also on IG at Dead End Studios ATL. Mm. See, I got the there tags right go. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was that's all. Yeah, go. I got you, it right. My man is one for six. Yeah, man. <laughs> How y'all been doing, man? How's y'all's week? Good, man. Long and stressful. Long and stressful. Long, long and stressful, stressful man. <clears throat> uh, I don't know, man. Just, just, just doing music stuff here and there. Uh, people don't want to pay you on time. Oh man, uh, that's yeah, rough. So yeah, it's real rough, bro. Mm-hmm. Real rough. So with you, Sean, you doing good? Yeah, good, man. Pretty good. My kids went on vacation, so I had like a free couple days, but um, just trying to meet some deadlines, man. Working hard. Working hard. Hard work. Mm-hmm. Get it together, hard. though. We good, man. Blessed. You know Blessed for sure. For but sure. first uh, po- uh, topic for today is uh, Baltimore singer busted for spending $4.1 on their company card. So Chad Focus... Hey, Chad Focus. Who is Chad Focus? I don't even know who that is. I never heard of me either. He did the uh, song. He uh, had one hit track. It's called Dance With Me. Which song? Dance With Me is a pop song? song? Uh, It's a Billboard Dance Club song. It it was a a dance club. It was on the Dance Club Songs chart Mm -hmm. last year. Hmm. 4.1 million on the company card. On the company card. So I guess once he got signed, he used that company's card to just make a bunch of purchases um one big thing was uh two hundred fifty thousand dollars on a bike sharing business so i guess he was trying to uh use the company's men- uh, money to you know benefit off of you know his own business endeavors hmm. um not saying that is right but i kind of feel i kind of feel him if that makes sense 4.1 million maybe not you know but like, if you're signed, right? Right. Or maybe he was just going wrong about this the wrong way, but he probably thought maybe this is just me thinking, but maybe he thought their money's my money now. I think that he worked there though, didn't, didn't he? I think this is this is like a company card because he was employed as an SEO specialist in an unnamed company. What is SEO? Uh, I'm not sure. But he was using the company card to do his music thing. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have, he wasn't using music money. He was using his business, 
money for his music. Mm. So that's more of what the issues. Oh, okay. I was confused. Yeah. This whole what time. is the SEO? Interesting. I've never heard. But of he's that. looking at Fed charges right now. Yeah, for, as he uh, should. Yeah, that's conspiracy, ridiculous. Conspiracy, uh, wire fraud, um, aggravated identity theft, and he's facing up to twenty years in prison if he gets convicted. I mean, four point one million dollars. That's a lot like, of money. That's a lot. That's not your money. Yeah. Being used for it is not supposed to be used used for. Like, I mean, did he think he was gonna get away with it? Was he trying to hide? It's over four years, so it looks like he did get away for a while. But oh, it, was, it was a span of four years? Yeah, because it said from 2015 to 2018. That's when he used it. From January 2015 to August 2018, he used company money to promote his music, purchase audio equipment, and artificially increase plays on Spotify and other streaming services. Oh, he had one of them machines. Uh, uh, what's the name? J. Cole was talking about one, one of those, uh, those machines people are using. To pay for the streams. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. they're uh, they're like uh, streaming farms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do that. You know what a streaming farm is? A streaming like a farm? click farm. Where they yeah, got yeah, a click farm. So they get like a like thousands of phones playing on one song, and right? Yeah, you pay for that service. Mm-hmm. But they used to do like the, back in the days in the radio stations. They would have like they would hire uh, marketing firms to call into radio stations across the country to mm-hmm. really. Um, Get your record played. I, I was um, I was at a label once and I saw that happening where they were checking on the the street the the uh, place for their artists that way. Yeah. So that was dope. So they would just hire out a, um, a telemarketing firm to call Ooh. radio stations across the country to request a song. It's a hustle. Mm-hmm. It is. It was dope. So I guess he was thinking maybe um, this is my chance to, you know. Steal, steal, or utilize his money. <laughs> At the end of the day, it was stealing, but I guess yeah. maybe in his mind, it was utilize his money to kind of um, better myself. Why are you defending him? Is my question. I'm not defending him. I'm just saying maybe that's what his process process was. Well, his process mm. was he had free money, so regardless as to what it was, he was thinking like I'm I'm stealing mm. and I'm getting his money like. And 4.1 million, that's a lot of money. So that meant he wasn't doing it in increments. He was doing it in big chunks. Now, trunks. Now he had a big dream. And that's cool to have a dream, but I guess you just gotta be smart about it, because 20 years is a long time. Yeah. So I the, ain't got 20 years. The question arises though, how far would you go to further your music career? And we're all musicians, producer, producer, or you're like KP, you're you do everything pretty much. I'm I'm KP. Yeah, you're KP. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but Damn, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I mean, I've done some. I mean, I've done some shit, but I wouldn't like steal money like that. It's just not right. in my character, mm-hmm. right? For one, two, like, oh my god, if I ever got caught, and three, like, how do you explain that? Because yeah. I mean, eventually they're gonna find out this money is going, right? Like, did you, did you, like, what are you thinking? Oh, my business is gonna be so great that they're gonna be like, oh, okay, it's and cool. then he can put it back. Maybe he was thinking he was gonna be able to pay uh-huh. it back exactly once maybe. he got. That's, got that's what I was thinking. But well, he kind of fucked up. That's just not the right way to go at it, to be honest with you. But right, no. I don't know how he could. I don't know how he could have paid it back though. Yeah. So but. then you you've been in the industry for a while, Sheldon. What's the craziest thing you've done, like, to further your career? Um, I'm trying to think of what I I've done. I've I've never really done nothing too too bad. Um, I fired a manager without telling him. How'd that go? Um, ended up. Mess. It, it ended up being bad because my lawyer actually told mm. we we were doing it through her, and she actually went and told him. 
Mm-hmm. And we didn't want her to tell him. And I don't know if we told her not to. I don't think we told her not to. But we didn't think she'd contact him. And I think she did. Went back and was like, look, we're firing you. So, and I was like, no, nah, we weren't supposed to tell him yet. Because we were in the midst of getting a deal. And he kind of, the, the reason why we fired him was he kind of worked for the label that we were signing to. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like a conflict of interest. You can't serve two masters. And he was on both sides. Mm. So... It, we were getting rid of him and hiring somebody more powerful, but that was going to be after the deal was complete. We were in the process of negotiating the deal, mm-hmm. and I was trying to be a snake kind and just weasel him out and get my other guy in. Is what I was trying to do at the same time. Yeah, and she she blew that up, and it didn't look it didn't work good in my favor. So I guess that's like the that's like the worst thing because it would have hurt him right. had he known he had been let go. But other than that, I mean, I try to do pretty straight up business and I wouldn't sell my soul for the for the love of it. I would hope that the talent would shine through. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I don't think I've ever done anything shady like that. Like even when I was signed, like I knew that I'm just a quote unquote employee or right. you know, like I guess you can say an asset or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that mm-hmm. money's not mine. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, God forbid, if I were to used company money <clears throat> mm-hmm. and I couldn't explain that shit like I'd be fucked right yeah. like, and especially what 4.1 million dude you can't what are you gonna what are you gonna say you know like it's a lot of money yeah but I mean the question isn't like what's the shadiest thing you've done to further your career it's like what's the craziest thing you've done I mean it doesn't mean good or bad just mm. what's something it's like oh wow you did wow you did that I think mine would be uh probably uh make the decision to just go out to Korea and just say, hey, fuck it. And just, let's just do this. Right. Yeah. You know big. yeah that, I think that was the biggest thing. Um, at the time I was just uh, very local, you know, I had mixtapes out and I was doing like local shows here and there. Um, but obviously I wanted to expand. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time being an Asian American, I felt like I couldn't reach um, like other races. I feel like if other Koreans were to see me, it'd be a bigger buzz. Mm, so I was like, right. Korea's the move. And it's funny because this is the year I did acid for the first time. Okay. Yeah. And uh like over there or here? Here. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. So I know acid sounds like freaking crazy and shit, but like you ever guys you guys ever seen the movie uh Limitless? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Limitless, that pill is pretty much acid. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's it's people who do it in like uh, small doses to kind of get that um, motivation and like it kind of opens your mind. One step from crack. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Two steps from meth. I'm not I'm not saying that I don't want you know don't do drugs. You know yeah, acid was bad, but it was just kind of funny thing to think about because like that drug like kind of made me go to Korea. It was like the red pill in the Matrix. Mm -hmm. It was like I knew exactly what to do and I have to go to Korea. I was broke. But I was like, fuck it, I have to go. Because this is the move that I have to make. And it was the best move that I made in my music career, I think. Because hmm. that's what um, got me a lot of followers at the time. You know, I was getting recognized out in the streets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you know, record labels were looking into me and stuff like that. And a lot of connections. So I think that's the craziest thing I've done. So were you known as a Korean-American mm-hmm. artist or were you known as a Korean artist? Did they know you were American? So they knew I was American, mm-hmm. but I went on as, um, I was in a group. It was me and my boy. We went as a rap group. He was mm-hmm. more Korean lyrics and I was like the Korean and, you know, English lyrics to kind of balance it out. 
Okay. Um, yeah. But I mean, they I, I think they liked it, man. Um, I wish I knew a little bit more Korean. I think I would have, you know, done a little bit better. But yeah, man, that, that, was, that was the most crazy thing I've quote unquote crazy thing that I've done. The biggest move yeah. that I've done, I think. Okay. Let's go. <clears throat> what about you? Me, I think the craziest thing I've done is um, like after I did America's Got Talent, mm-hmm. I put my video onto uh, my audition video onto YouTube. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of views. And then um, I got a message from this dude named Muhammad Ali. He was like, hey, man, I want to be your agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, you should uh, fly out to Philly and we're going to do this. We're going to get you into the college market. And I was like, all right, fuck it. So I just flew to Philly and met this dude named Muhammad Ali. Could have been like, oh, he just sent me a message on YouTube. Like, y'all ever got a message on like your YouTube account? It's yeah. just a random person just, yeah, I get messages all the time. But mm-hmm. I don't know, for some reason, I was just like, all right, let's let's do it. Why not? Screw it. Right. Yeah, my parents were like, well, what is wrong with you? Yeah. But I was like, well, I'm doing this. My parents said the same thing. I was like, yeah. I'm going to Korea. And they're like, why? You know, because I had nothing going for me at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I just told them I was doing music. And then, you know, I, I came with my own money, so they really had nothing to say. I just went. And I haven't been for, like, 10 plus years. So I just used the excuse, like, I want to see what the motherland's all about again. Yeah. You know, so they said, okay. Next thing you know, I'm on TV. I'm on a local newspaper. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing over there? Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to get people to see your vision, though. It's yeah. really if family and friends and all that. Like, people don't see your vision until you make something happen. Exactly. Like, you got to, you got to, oh, and, and it's, a, it's a million people that's trying to do the same thing that you're doing. But until mm-hmm. you make something happen, make something shake, that's when you become like, okay, they serious about it. Like, yeah. you doing something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds it, crazy to me, especially as Asian parents, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. wanting you to be a businessman or a doctor or a lawyer, you know what I'm right. saying? Like you have to go to college. So in the beginning, I'm like, yo, I want to I want to be a rapper. And you're like, Dude, this kid's out of his freaking mind. You know, <laughs> so you can only imagine what they were thinking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, goodness, I remember when I told people that or when I started telling people that I did comedy. Bro, mm. like people did not be- did not believe me because some people only knew me for a piano mm. and didn't know I danced at all. I'm like, what well, you dance? It was like, yeah, I'm on tour for <coughs> everything that I do. But like, it's uh, so it's interesting that you, as an Asian, you probably get that more so from your parents than your friends. Right. Um, like black people, I mean, a lot of your friends would be like, what man, you don't do this, blah 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 blah. Right. And of course, that's like generalizing it, but right. um. Yeah, bro. Like I had to prove to people that I knew all my life that I do these things. Like, right. what the hell? Even the, even this podcast. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Even this podcast. But <laughs> like, you doing what? Huh? Like, <laughs> but it makes you me feel good funny. though. You yeah. ain't, it it you is. Ain't. It is, and the engagement that we get from it is. It, that's the coolest part. I, yeah, I think that that's is. cool. You know, what I'm saying that people can actually like they they're listening to it and yelling at the radio like I do for other people. I mean, mm-hmm. yelling at the um. You know the the screen just like I do. That's so you know, dope. So that's that's dope to it me. Is. So yeah. Yo, I, thank you, every like guy, it. everybody who's like you know really engaging with us. Like we really appreciate that. That we does do. a lot for us. Everybody, we do. Yeah. And, and we read it all, and we uh, definitely share it all. So yeah. I, I appreciate it. Good and bad. Good and bad because we learn something from you all. Exactly. Yeah. So, for real. Technically, mm-hmm. it's not even bad because like, hey, maybe I should be. You know, I got. I really do have to fix that about myself. Maybe I right. should like Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Because today was the uh, that one guy who was like the host doesn't get any of the social media tags right. I'm like, damn, he's right. So I had to fix that shit today. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah. speaking about money, 4.1 million was you know that dude's mess up. But Jay Z becomes the first hip hop's 
Uh, first hip hop artist billionaire. Hey, hey. Clap it up. Clap, Clap it up for Jay Z. Shout out to Jay Z. Hey, that's huge, man. That is. That is super duper huge, man. And I and I and I think that that goes without saying. The fact that he's you surpassed some of these guys. Um, some of their wildest expectations. I'm sure nobody expected this. I didn't. Mm, Jay Z. At this point, yeah, but I expected even it. Ten years ago, nobody did. Uh, Hard nut life Nobody thought he'd be here That's true too You know what I'm well, saying and, and I would say that I expected him to be Really successful I mm. wouldn't have Like My favorite uh, My favorite Jay-Z album of all time Is Blueprint 1 Like mm. I'm a I'm a heavy Jay-Z fan mm-hmm. And I've been for a while So I always knew that he would be Super successful Him a billion If somebody said You think he'll be a billionaire Like back then I probably would have said oh, I don't I don't know I don't think so And, it, and, it, and it's because you know, artists, we know him as being artists, especially yeah. him. Nobody knew he was a, a shrewd businessman like he is. Nobody knew that he would. I mean, we knew he could hustle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I mean, he had rock aware. He had um, he had a lot going on. He had um, but uh, to, Armadale, like his, like he had the his. What was that? Champagne. But to me, that yeah. was to me that was Dame. I always thought that that was Dame doing all this stuff. I thought that Jay was the face and the talent, which that's what even Dame explains it is that. Like Jay was the face, he was the talent. Mm-hmm. Right. We were the ones making the moves. Big was the hustler, and Dame was was the brains. So I thought that that's how that crew worked, and that's how they moved as a unit. I didn't know right. that Jay was soaking all. What made Jay great was he was soaking it all up. He was taking it all in. So once he got it, it was like, okay, well I can do all this. I can be everything, and he did it. But what, it was bigger than that. It's like he's aligning himself with the right people yes. for that money to keep flowing in. Because I mean. Mm-hmm. What better move could he have made than like linking with Beyonce? Right. That's crazy. And 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 speaking of Beyonce, uh, Rihanna passed Beyonce on on the Forbes list. Oh really? That was crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, Rihanna's a she's a business. I mean, her she just did with that new. I don't know the name of it, but she got some new business. But it's it's killing it right now. Hmm. I don't even know the name. I had a feeling that Jay Z would be huge, mm-hmm. like. Oof like super rich once um he became the uh, part owner of the nets mm. when that happened i was like dude this guy's about his business i didn't think so with that either because all those guys are part owner. like usher has part ownership in cleveland cavaliers and but usher wasn't like a hustler though but I, what i'm saying is these people have that part didn't didn't phase me the only thing that really when it started phasing me was when he started when they did the title stuff and mm. the stuff like that that kind of stuff was like okay wait a minute he about to make some moves some stuff yeah, about big to pop moves. yeah and then he starts talking about the way he starts talking about money and the way he's thinking he's a businessman I was like he's on another level right but now but that's the difference that's what I'm saying though like like all these other artists they might be like part like uh, part owners of you know NBA teams or whatever the case may be right but when Jay Z did it that's what sparked for me because I knew that he's like a just a hustler you know mm. what I'm saying like he wants that money it's kind of like 50 cent too you know what I'm saying like mm. you know yeah they're rappers but these guys are really smart businessmen too right like 50 right. he's he's super smart super smart super yeah. duper smart but see even those guys I thought I thought about them more so than I did even Jay-Z because if you think about it like who would have thought that who the, who was the first person you thought would hit this level in hip hop, Diddy, Diddy, Diddy. That's the first name. That's the first person that comes to mind. I know. I'm like, I know he's happy for Jay, but I know he pissed at the same time. Like yeah. this should have been. I'm number one. I don't know. I mean, it's competitive, right? Of course. So that's him, that's Dre. the only yeah. Him, Dre, and and I thought Dre next. Like you know, what I'm saying. I'm thinking like these are the ones we're thinking of. 
Jay just came and took that horse and just ran. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking like him and Beyonce combined maybe, but him by himself, that's ridiculous. That's, that's what's up though. Man. That is I'm so I'm I'm just elated for all those guys though, man, because they're working hard. And um Rihanna's worth six hundred million dollars right now. Oh wow. And Beyonce's worth four hundred million now. I take either that's not a huge uh gap though. It's fifty percent more. Is it? Wait, yeah. how much you said? Six six hundred and four hundred million. Six hundred and four hundred million. But they say like in that bracket though, that's not like a huge gap. Like it's kind of the same playing field. Ah, I guess I guess it. I mean, well, it's, it's apples to it's apples. To, it's nothing yeah. to you know. I would take four hundred <laughs> be fine. Oh yeah. Like oh man, she ain't hurting either way. But that's crazy, man. That's that's just crazy that she could do it this early and beat Madonna. Celine Dion and Beyonce and all these people like that's ridiculous and I'll say this too Rihanna is doing it with everything else all her bit it's uh, Savage X Fanny is what she did it with last year mm-hmm. that's what's yeah, killing that's, it that Fanny makeup yo that's that, yeah. killing the game yes man. it is Fanny Beauty is what it's called that right there is what's killing the game for her so with that said though would you want Jay-Z as a mentor and what like, what kind of how, question is that how and what could he help you with your in your career Jay-Z as a mentor would be probably the greatest mentor to have mm-hmm. because I think he would help me and not just my career, but he would help me because he would teach me the hustle side of how to, how it translates because you go from being able to, to <coughs> handle stuff on the streets because Jay's a street. Yeah. He's a street dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to be able to talk to the people on the streets as well as people in the boardroom and to be able to cross over like that is dope. To me, that's just the dopest thing. Like everybody can't do that. What really respects what I what I respect about Jay Z is like he's so open minded, but he's um, always right about his decisions too. I mean, granted, he he might have had his failures, you know what I'm saying? But for instance, like uh, like in his label, right? Um, he doesn't just mess with New York rappers, you know what I'm saying? Like I think Yo Gotti signed under him too. Mm. He's under Rock Nation, right? I think so. Yeah, and then when uh, Jay Park was part of the deal. That was a big like whoa to me too. Like, oh, mm-hmm. this guy's going like global. Yeah, like he sees these things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I would really like for him to talk about Dame though in, in the big situation. Yeah, I'll see I how want, that went down. I want to know from his perspective, like the true. Like, I want to tell our book. Like, tell me what happened. Tell me what what made it go down the way it did. Because I I've watched um I watch it all the time on YouTube because Dame Dash was my hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my guy. They used to joke around and call me Baby Dame because I used to think I was Dame Dash all the time, man. He was my dude. And for him to, I, I watched the the Rise and Fall of the Rock is what it was called. Okay. And when he walked in those offices and saw them having that meeting and he lost his mind, I was like, man, that's crazy. But I used to want to be like him so bad, but at some point he lost it. Mm. And I remember listening to, uh, you know, heard people saying they, they made hove. Okay, make another hove. So that album, right. it, it, like, what got you to this point? What made you say, you know what? I need to eliminate these people. Like, what was the final straw to make you say, I got to eliminate the people that I started with to get to where I am? I don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I just want to know why. Yeah. And I, I think that'd be interesting. But yeah, I, I, I think I could learn a lot from this man. Like, you know, just, just the whole thing. Anybody that's a, learn anything from anybody that's a millionaire, let alone a yeah. billionaire. Mm-hmm. So he could teach me everything. I start from scratch if, if I need to. Shout out to Jay Z, man. Like, yes, much respect. That's so Rihanna impressive. Too. Yeah, I, Rihanna too. I, I, like I said, I, I saw that and I, I had to, to mention that. And they said that that um, 
the operation of that um, the Fendi Beauty thing yeah. is like three billion dollars now. I believe it, yo, because these ridiculous. these damn makeup companies don't care about black people like mm-hmm. Rihanna do. So she's out here making like these tones and these colors and everything that matches with you know like ethnic skin, like it yeah. should. You don't have to try to make some shit work. Nah, it already and works I miss, for us. Yeah, I miss her music too, man. Oh, she's dropping a reggae album. Her next album's gonna be reggae. I can't wait. Cause I, yeah, me Rihanna either. to me is one of my favorite artists. And like her she's sound dope. is just so dope. She's just dope. Yeah. And in her songs, man, it just to just I just love Rihanna. I'm a big, big Rihanna fan. I like Rihanna. She's mm. she's super fun. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check her music out tonight because I ain't listened to it in a while. Yeah. The next topic. Hear. Uh Philly Cops Racist. Bigoted Bacon Brigade. There's been an investigation into 3,100 Facebook posts um, revealing, I guess, racist and sexist posts by Philly cops. I've never heard it said like that. 3,000 and 100. 3,100? That's a a Korean coming out of me. I can't speak English no more. But over 300 Philly cops post racist Facebook comments. That's crazy. I mean, it's not surprising to not me. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these, I mean, these, these are all people and these are all people in positions of power. Of course, there's going to be like a shitload of them that are yeah. out of their minds. I wasn't too so. surprised when I saw this either. Like mm-hmm. even, even today, um, I was telling Shelton earlier, I had a racist moment today. Today? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I was at a um, Waffle House after I went to the hospital just to get something to eat, I was at the bar, you know, when you eat by yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there was this old white dude next to me, like two seats down, but he comes near me and says, yo, like, can you help me? Um, do you know how to send photos to a text message by any chance? And I'm like, yeah, I can help you out real quick. So I sent it. And then I should have said no, because from then on, you know, when people just, just start talking to you and they yeah. just don't stop. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I'm just here to eat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he just keeps going on and on. And then, he was talking about like, yeah, these photos are for um, like I just got in a car accident because I just rear-ended this guy on accident. And I saw the post like it was like, you know, there's no damage at mm-hmm. all. Like it was just like a slight bump. But he was like, yeah, the guy came out, the, you know, and he was smiling because I think he was ready to sue my ass and come to find out he's about to get like a um, like medical attention. So he's trying to get a check. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, which which is all fine. But and then he starts saying some shit like. You know, it's just a certain group of people, man. Like, that's why I, I can't trust them. I'm like, I didn't want to really get into it, but I could totally tell he was talking about black people mm. and it was a black driver. And then he goes on to saying like, uh, oh, like, what kind of business are you in? I'm like, oh, I'm in retail. And then I was really trying to fucking ignore this guy because I just wanted to eat and watch my Netflix while I was eating, you know what I'm saying? Right. But he just kept talking, bro. And he was like, yeah, I'm a landlord. And, um, you know... It's just a certain group of people that I don't like renting to. I'm like, dude, I know exactly what you're trying to say. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, but it was just so f- like, what blew my mind about it was, is like, he would just say it like so nonchalant. Right. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, man, it's just how things are. And like, mm-hmm. and like, he's saying this in front of like all the employees that were black. So I'm like, dude. Can you stop? Like, I'm feeling really awkward right now. Like, yeah, I'm just right there to... spitting in his food. Yeah. <laughs> no, what'd you I was... say to him? I didn't say anything to him because I just wanted him to shut the fuck. I I just wanted to focus on my movie and eat. So yeah. I thought he would stop talking at certain at a certain so point. He's pulling you in. So yeah, he was trying to pull me in. So I'm like, uh huh, okay, uh huh, okay, okay. And then 
like he just wouldn't stop fucking talking, man. But yeah, that, that was my racist moment for today, man. And I mean, granted, he's old, but that shit doesn't make it okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, <sighs> hmm. that's crazy. Yeah, and it happens. You know, racism is everywhere. It's it's like roaches. They everywhere. Yeah. So there's no getting around it. You just have to prepare yourself. But it's crazy how they can just speak on that like so nonchalantly. You know, so like mm-hmm. that that kind of bothered me. Right. So I wonder is is there going to be any backlash for these cops? Like, what's going to happen? I don't know. I mean, I don't think how many people? Happen. How many people did, did they say? Over three hundred Philadelphia cops. I don't even know if it happened to them. Yeah, I don't think anything's going to happen, man. If it was like maybe a few people that said some crazy shit, then you know maybe they get suspended or something but <laughs> they're doing some internal investigation is what they're saying yeah Are they? maybe yeah but something should know. happen though man like if something you had should. that kind of mindset that kind of shows you like who are you after out when you're out patrolling and stuff yeah you know what i'm saying the truth yeah. comes out and it's rough to have to go through this kind of stuff like i said it's 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 crazy that it's 2019 and it's and it's just as bad probably as it was back in the day mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying they just don't walk around with sheets on their heads all the time but Racism is real and it's and it's crazy. And, and not saying that all cops are bad, you know what I'm saying? Because they aren't. Yeah, they they are not. Because I got a few cop friends and, you know, they're straight, you know what I'm saying? But if it's like a huge number like this in that one, I guess, group, then I mean, that, that, that obviously shows something. Yeah. Like when people say like uh, police brutality doesn't exist, I mean that shit obviously fucking does. Yeah, man. Yeah. I would just say shame on you. You know what I'm saying? Just shame on them, man. It's it's, it's listen to this podcast, man. And if nothing you, happens, you'll learn something. If nothing happens, <laughs> then that's a problem. You think something big would happen if uh, if nothing happens to them though? It should. Yeah, it should. I mean, we, we shouldn't even have to be. Thinking about that, something definitely should happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a position you can't serve if you're out openly, which, like I said, it's several people that I'm sure are racist and, and do different things, but that's a position that you shouldn't be able to serve in because yeah. it's a power of authority. If you are known out racist, like there's no right. way you can't be bigoted and biased in your opinion as a cop mm-hmm. if you're not, you know, if you if you put in a situation. So it's just, it's just not fair. Yeah. It's not, and it shouldn't go on. I don't know what they're going to do with three 300 jobs, how you can just lay off 300 people that day, but it, it should happen. It yeah. should. You know what I'm saying? And, and and not only should they investigate them, they should look at the, the arrest records and the, and the people that's locked up behind these people mm-hmm. and everything. We need to take a look at all this again. Right. Because I'm sure out of those 300, somebody got falsely accused of something at some point or yeah. somebody got railroaded at some point so there needs to be a person of color that's investigating this I mean do you think they'll even be like uh, I just get the feeling they're just gonna be like yeah okay this is this is too much work it's gonna be kind of a brush off the yeah. Yeah. sweep it under I the rug I don't know it depends on I guess 300 it de- police officers yeah. that's what I'm saying that's rough think- that, it just depends on how 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 far it goes and then yeah. they gotta replace those 300 people you think out of those 300 people mm-hmm. 200 of them ain't gonna be racist yeah <laughs> with their cousins that's who go that's who they gonna hire I was like I said I, I hadn't heard of it until now so that's the best way to get rid of it yeah uh, I saw T-Pain say something in an interview and I thought that was so true he was like give it three days and it's in his, in his voice you know give it three days it's gone away and it's true like yeah. three days and whatever the issue is is over you know because he was talking about boycotting um Gucci 
How, oh yeah. 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 Shout out the Gucci shirt I got on yeah. right now. Three days and it's over. Yeah. You know, yeah. three days and whatever the issue, whatever we mad about, is going on to the next thing because stuff happens so fast. Yeah. And Especially in this time of age where mm-hmm. you know with social media, everything's just like boom, 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 boom. You know, it's just so quick. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I'm so careful about just what I give my attention and like my energy to. Mm-hmm. Is because one week okay all these people are upset about some fashion brand doing something shocking and provocative so all the other fashion brands like oh yeah let's let's hop on that train because there's going to be a whole bunch of articles because people are going to be upset and then they just do it again and do it again because they know it's going to get it's like yeah i'm just tired so i'm not going to give it my energy right it's like and and i hate that too like if we're going to get behind something get behind it for a real reason yeah like you know stand stand for something don't just do it just because it's on social media. I, it just that's corny to me. That's why I like Ti. I feel like whenever he Man, has, you know, like that. Well, I don't know. I think Ti is is a bit too vocal just on social media. Because sometimes, like, man, sit, just sit down. Like, because he'll he'll sit up and just be online arguing with kids, arguing with sixteen year olds. Mm. Like, bro, that I can't, true, I can't, resp- and I can't get behind that. I'm talking about like the whole, you know. I just admire that he's so. He really believes in what he says. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole Gucci thing mm-hmm. that happened with the blackface. Yeah. Like he was like really passionate about that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure he knew that this might pass by in like three days, but like he's still really into it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I kind of respect that about him. No, no, I'm, I'm he, he got, man, deal with the stuff at home first. Fix home. Yeah, exactly. Yo, Fix home, bro. This dude be online, like, yeah, you, arguing with 16-year-olds. Fix home. You got stuff at home to deal with. Don't mm. worry about what's, I mean, not to say that to brush it all off, but handle your business at home and then come back and talk about what somebody should and should not be wearing. You know what I'm saying? I I ain't really, I don't really be checking for that like that. I I, I like T.I., but I don't like that. Same. I be like, look, man, deal, you know, deal with your issues at home. In the house, <laughs> they should come outside and worry about everybody else. Social media is just, it's just a double-edged sword. It is because I can respect the shit out of somebody's music, and then they'll just get online and just be talking crazy. Mm-hmm. Now I right. can't listen to this dude. It's like, yo, T. Like when I was young, when I was sixteen, never in my life would I have thought Ti would be making diss songs about sixteen-year-olds. That's true. It's just, yeah, it's, it's it's a waste. Yeah. But this whole Philly cop thing, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of, of, speaking of Rex, because we're talking about Rex, I'm going to say this real quick. Uh-huh. Did y'all see what Tracy Morgan um, wrecked that $2 million Bugatti the first day he got it? Tracy Morgan did? Yeah. Two million Somebody hit him. This lady, the Uber driver hit him. And oh, so it wasn't his fault, though. No, no, no. It's crazy. That sucks um, for that Uber driver. But he just got the car. Like, he, <laughs> like he just got this car. A $1.5 million, a $2 million Bugatti. Wow. And she sideswiped him. Oh, my God. Sucks for that. Oh, my goodness, yeah. dude. And um, it, it sucks for her. I feel bad for, for the Uber driver because <laughs> to him, and I hope I hope he was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'll let my insurance take. I won't say scrape that thing though. That's, uh, that's, that's something because uh, Tracy Morgan's straight. You know what I'm saying? Tracy Morgan good, man. And that Are person, you sure? Because you don't know Tracy. And I would hope he is. Don't I would get me hope wrong. He is too, but, but hey, you don't know. You don't know. Yeah, yeah you don't. And Tracy, but Tracy got that, you know, that car accident he had with the, the Walmart thing. He he got he he got take he got broke off pretty nice. Mm. So I hope so. He he did. He like he did. I know he did with that. Like 
That was ridiculous. That accident <laughs> shot his net worth through the roof. I feel so bad for that lady, man. Like that's gotta suck. Can you imagine like rear-ending like a Ferrari? Like shit. <laughs> this is bad. Yeah, but that's rough. Yeah. That'd be a rough day for me. Well, be, I'm telling you, I'd be crying <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. I would just, I would have some kind of ma- some kind of way made it like where he hit me. <laughs> and I would have been, boy, I'd have been in a wheelchair for like a long time with that. I'm sorry, mm. but yeah, man, I would have been. Pulled up the court in the neck brace. Yeah, yes, it would have been, it it been a neck brace type of day for me. Yeah, man. Well, we'll be right back, guys. We're going to go on with the uh, next topic right after this quick break. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Um, before we get on to our next uh, segment, I just want to give a big shout out to Dead End Studios. We are actually coming to you from their studio now. So if you need any type of audio or video needs, make sure you hit them up at deadendstudiosatl.com. Also on social media at deadendstudiosatl. But yeah, man, let's go on to the next segment. Yo, it's your guy Shelton J, and you are here now with Sports with Shelton, man. I'm going to go over a few things with you that happened this weekend, man. It was a great weekend and week for sports. Um, the World Heavyweight Champion was knocked off. Mm. Man, it was huge. And it's not on my, my note sheet, so forgive me. But, yo, this man, Anthony Joshua, was David beat Goliath because um, Ruiz Jr. and Ruiz, who's like your common everyday man, and who was just really like, a, he was a replacement fighter that was just named a couple months ago oh. to fill in for the fighter who, Anthony Joshua, who's this um, Superman was supposed to fight. And he came out there, he was shorter, he was way out of shape compared to, I mean, he was in shape. I can't say that, but they've been fat shaming him, calling him Butterbean and all this stuff like that. <laughs> like, like, you know, talking real bad about him. But anyway, he came out there and he knocked Joshua out. Like he knocked him around. He beat him up. And it was it was really shocking. He maximized on that opportunity. He maximized on that opportunity. He's the first Mexican heavyweight champion ever. ever? So congratulations to wow. him, yes, yeah, for that because that's that's remarkable what he did. I'm so proud of him. You know, being a common everyday guy myself, we we root for the the commoner, the regular guy, right? Someone and, we can relate to. Yeah, and everybody was hoping for this real super fight, and and I hope that this helps to change the landscape of boxing because what happened was uh, Deontay Wilder was supposed to fight Anthony Joshua. Oh, that would have been crazy. It was a super 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 fight. Everybody was waiting on, but they kept messing around and playing around. You know, like, we're going to take this little fight here. We're going to do this little fight there. And we'll fight later on when it's so big that people can't stand it. Right. And it's the same thing Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson would do mm. back in the day. They just were messing around. And then Buster Douglas knocked the brakes off Mike Tyson <laughs> and ended the dream of these two undefeated warriors going at it. They should have. They should have just did it. Yeah. Same thing here. These two undefeated titans were supposed to meet, you know, these two muscle men and you know, the world's hardest puncher against the world's greatest athlete was supposed to be the fight. They didn't make it happen because it didn't reach at that point. So now, you know, we're looking at Ruiz, a guy who nobody even thought about. I didn't know who he was until the fight. Um, he just came in and knocked him off. I remember looking at him, you know, I watched the I watched the fight. So watching, you know, when they were get, announcing the fighters and stuff, yeah. he had a little shine under his eye because mm-hmm. he had a fight four months ago, but his eye still had a little mark under it. I'm like, man, this dude, you about to get demolished. That's all I was thinking, but he proved me and a million other people wrong. So congratulations to him for that. For sure. 
Congratulations, and I can't wait to see what happens next with boxing. Thing NBA, what's going on, man? A lot of NBA stuff happening, man. Um, they were talking to recently this week, Demar Derozan, who was the Toronto Raptors superstar mm-hmm. before last year. Uh, they traded him for Kawhi Leonard this mm-hmm. year. He was saying how he's a sacrificial lamb for the Raptors. Um, I would agree. Yeah, um, to a certain degree. Yeah, because Kawhi has pretty much put this team on his back and brought them to the promised land. Now, now DeMar DeRozan is a good basketball player. He's he's a he's a really good basketball player. He's an all-star. Um, he's He deserves a lot of credit for being there, but Kawhi Leonard is next level. To me, Kawhi is the best player in the league right now, and he's just... It, it's no comparison in the two. So, yeah, I would say you were the sacrificial lamb. That's a good analogy, to, to put it that way. Um, but really, more so than him being a sacrificial lamb... Bringing in Kawhi was the difference, and right. that's all. That's it. Um, they won. That's all you can they say. They won today. They did. They won today. Um, Golden State played without Klay Thompson. Golden State played without Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Andre Iguodala is hurt. Um, Boogie Cousins is coming back off injury. Steph didn't feel too well the other day, and his hand is still hurting a little bit from what I saw him shaking his hand. And he went off today, though. Yeah, he did. He was killing. But they're fighting so many injuries. It's like that's the drama of of the the NBA Finals, and that that's what makes it so good to watch. But with that team, you never know who's going to show up because everybody's hurt. Yeah. You know, uh, Kevon Looney is out for the season. He messed his shoulder up. So it's one injury after the next. It's like who next? You know, Steve Kerr had a cold tonight. I saw him, he coughing a little bit on the sideline. So I think everybody on that team is battling some type of illness or injury and Damn. they're still holding it together. They're down 2-1 now and I'm not shocked and I don't think they are either. They're they're where they want to be. Believe it or not, I, I remember growing up one of my boys, his, my one of my two of my boys were wrestling and one of them had the other one on the ground and the one that was on the ground was like, you know, you don't know it but I got you right where I want you. And I was like, that's kind of Golden State's mentality like they're down right now but I think they know they're in striking distance and um, these next couple games is going to be a totally different thing, and it's, they're down two one right now. But by the time this podcast airs, Golden State should be the champions, and I think they. Uh, will be. I don't know about all that. <laughs> Golden State is going to take this championship. I don't think Toronto can Jeremy win two more Lin games. Jeremy Lin is going to win a ring. Jeremy Lin winning a ring would be nice for you, wouldn't it? You see him. You see him play today. Yeah, I did. I saw him dribble um, the last few seconds. Yeah, out. man. The, the, yeah, uh, the last, last seconds. Uh, 50 seconds. Man, you see that D? Yeah, he did. He played good D. Yeah. He did. I had much respect <laughs> for Jeremy Lin because he played with Charlotte for a little while. Yeah. So, you know, that's my squad. So, no, what I was just messing around. But, but I, I yeah. said back in the day, like when the whole insanity thing was happening, that I knew that he was, like, I had a feeling that he's going to win a ring one way or the other. Like, mm-hmm. I knew that he, if he were to win a ring, I know he wouldn't be like a star player at the time, mm-hmm. but eventually he would win a ring somehow or another. I think this is his chance. Right. So, Raptors, please win. <laughs> I don't think so. I really don't. I don't. If they, if they win this, then they ain't going to win this. We're not even going to talk about it because Golden State is going to win this championship like we know they are. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, man. Let's go on to the next topic. Uh, Linda Fairstein backlash. What's going on over here? CP five, man. CP5. This is, first off, it's it's a it's a documentary on Netflix that everybody needs to watch. Um, it's talking about the Central Park Five. I don't know if you know the story, but it's about um, five young men who were accused of falsely accused mm-hmm. of uh, rape, 
back in the day and they have a new Netflix series called When They See Us. Now I haven't mm-hmm. watched the series yet. This is something that is a must watch, I understand, and it's outraging for a lot of black people to watch, but I haven't watched it yet because my son's been out of town. So now that he's back, I want to watch it with him because I think it's critical to expose your children, especially young black males yeah. to all this kind of stuff. And I want to watch it with him so I can see the raw emotion in him and he can see it in me. And we both can see like, look, the world is not what the picture I've been painting for him has been the squeaky clean. It's cool. It's all good. But I'm telling him all the time that the it's not like that. There. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah. And it's, he's 12 years old. So it's time for him to see that sort of thing. And I definitely want to sit down with him and watch this movie and have a discussion. So just to summar- summarize, because I don't know. So this is about like five black dudes that were wrongly accused of rape is that what it yes. is okay mm-hmm. gotcha and um linda Ferrisstein was she was i think she was the was she the prosecutor uh yeah yeah she's, yeah, she's the, a prosecutor uh, sex former sex crimes prosecutor and she i think she wrote books about this stuff like that and um she's never come out and admit that she was wrong like you know she was wrong but basically, they've been tearing her up. So they took her Twitter and social media. And she took all her stuff down. Mm. She got kicked out of a nonprofit, right? Uh, yeah, I think she did. So these guys, though, are they? Um, I mean, are they locked up or did they? They were. They did. Um, I think three of them did. I, I can't remember. Seven years. They got paid. You know, they got settlements like a million dollars for every year that they were in. I know one of them was in for like twelve years, so oh, he got wow. twelve million. But the other ones got seven, I think, or something like that. But but still, that's like, <clears throat> I mean, getting paid is fine and all, but dude, you did time, like you can't get that time back. You right. know what I'm saying? That's right. time that they can't get back. They were kids, you know what I'm saying? And that it, it it is is mind boggling how you know that kind of stuff can happen to somebody. But I want to watch this. this. This sounds interesting. It is. Yeah, it is. I'm gonna watch it like one day like <laughs> and, and I will but like I'm just not quick to, I, I'm just not I don't feel like being upset that's, right. that's kind of like how I am about these movies like movies like that or like Precious or mm-hmm. like right stuff like that I'm gonna watch I, I actually still haven't seen Precious <laughs> I haven't seen that movie either right I don't know I, and I'll watch it just hmm. Right, and they and they admitted to playing a role in the attack, but they, you know, were coerced into it by the investigators, and they took advantage of their age. And um, even though uh, there was no DNA evidence tying them to the crime, they were convicted and send and sentenced to five to thirteen years. So, damn, it, it that's. I mean, at least they got settlements, but like I said, still, like you can't get that time back, dude. You can't. It'll never be the same. Yeah, because you, you were in freaking jail, or were they in prison? I'm sure they were in prison. <laughs> yeah, they were in yeah. prison. Like, I mean, you can't expect them to be, you know, freaking normal after that. Well, that right. shit will mess with you. Mm-hmm. So you know, prayers go out to them. Thankfully, they got they got money and something out of it. But like right. I said, you can never get that back. Yeah. So even though they got something, I'm glad that they did. Yeah. You can't pay. Restitution is not enough. What if they give him like yeah. a billion per year? Oh, um, they, 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 not even that much. Sense. Yeah, <laughs> give him, you know, something. As long as they shouldn't have to pay for anything else, I know that. Yeah, because if they didn't yeah. do anything wrong, so not only did they get the money, they just shouldn't have to pay for nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, I, I'm I'm more upset with her. Like I heard them say on something today, like how she never apologized and. 
you know, admitted she was wrong and she said that she did everything the right way. And so, you know, forget you giving a fair scene and one day you're going to serve time in your brain, I hope. Yeah, what goes around comes around, dude. I I really, truly believe that. Yeah, karma. Yeah, I I really believe that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, what's the main topic for today? We talking about the whole thing with, uh, well, let's put a title on this. What did you say earlier? The, uh, yeah, the winner or lose topic. So pretty much um, the whole thing where I feel like nowadays is like uh, the, uh, what's, what's the word for it? The participation award. Yes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I think that's me personally. I think that's such crap. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I did see it in my time too. Like I remember in fifth grade, we had like this race. Um but like three f- people got first place and clearly one person won. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So I was like, what the hell is this shit? Like, mm-hmm. and then everybody got participation awards and ribbons and stuff, which, you know, was a good feeling. But I mean, is that really right? No, it's not right because it is sets you up for failure in life. Yeah. Because that ain't real life. Mm-hmm. There's winners and losers in life. And, it, and, and everything is a game. I don't care what nobody say. Just about everything you do is a game. It's competition. Yeah. No matter what you're doing. You're competing to be the best. Right. And there's nothing wrong with second place sometimes, but you got to win at something and you just got to push. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to want to lead in something. I got to be the best at something I do. And that's just how I look at it. And I feel like there's, you know, good job for participation. You get a hand clap, but you don't get no award for that. Yeah. Like, I mean. OK, like, let's say if you got, you know. Like that, let's say there's a race, right? Mm. And you're you're a bunch of kids, and there's a one first, second, and third place, right? Um, I mean, definitely, if you were not in that top three, but you gave it your all, good. Mm. You know, you, that's that's something you should. I feel like, you know, you should give to that person. Like you did all your best. That's mm-hmm. good. You did a good job. But, you know, giving three people first place, like that shit just doesn't make sense to me. Because no. even in Korea, like, um. I think they're, you know, here we have the grading system, the, uh, right. if you're right. an A student, B student, whatever. I think in Korea, they do the um, rank system. So it's one through whatever, I guess, thousand or how many students there are in that grade. Um, so I guess they take a chunk out of like the top whatever percentage. Mm-hmm. And then you're like the elite, I guess. And if right. you're at the bottom, you're obviously, you know, quote unquote, a shithead. They should mm. rank them kids one to however many. Yeah. That's what it should be. Like yeah. one to you're the, the if it's 3,000 students, it should be one to 3,000. You're 2,998. That's where you're ranked. So that way, you know, you got something to work for. Right. And yeah. if you're number one, you got something to keep. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I will say I can see the kind of con to that because, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of at a young age, it kind of teaches you to just be like in this dog eat dog world. You know what I'm saying? That's Which what we're in. It is, but it can't be, you know, healthy to the kids to a certain degree either. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I hear you, but I think it is. I think I, I just think competition is natural and, and, and it mm-hmm. should be. If you're not a competitor, I I just I'm not saying you can't be successful mm-hmm. if you're not competitive. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just saying it, it teaches you that there's somebody competing with you, whether you're competing with them or not. Correct. Sure. So it's always somebody on a, the competitive edge, you know, always somebody trying to be first. I wanted to be first at everything. I wanted to eat first. I wanted to do everything first. 
you know what I'm saying? And, and that's just how I looked at it. I, I work hard to be the best at what I do the most, you know, and no matter what I do, I'm competing. Yeah. And I agree with you. You know mm. what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just trying to look at like kind of both sides, you know what I'm saying? How it could be quote unquote poisonous to the kids if it's like a rank system. But I mean, even you and me, we're in the same line of work, you know, mm. we're ranked. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So nobody wants to be at the bottom of the list. And that kind of gives you that motivation to be like, dude, so I got to be. Which one of us you think are ranked first? Shelton's killing it. I'm going to be honest with you. I was about to say. Shelton's killing it. Shelton's killing it. I'm going to be honest with you. That's the answer. The person who doesn't come here saying he hates his job every Wednesday. I'm, I'm trying Look. to change my mindset, though, because I'm not having a, I'm having a pretty good month right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what? So, Andy? Yeah. I am. Positivity? Yeah, that last, I forgot when it was, but Shelton was like, hey. Look! Look at Andy. Where's he? Where's he on the list? I don't oh, think yeah. he's on there. I'm like, that kind of got to he me a little bit. He said he's on the back, <laughs> back of the page. <laughs> back of the page. Yeah. So I'm like, man, that kind of got to me a little bit. But now nah, he's right though. I gotta, I gotta step my shit up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, but that's life. And I, like I said, it, even here, like I compete here. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is like, okay, we were doing the things with the people saying, you know, what's up? This is such and such. Watch, mm-hmm. I watch Black Crew. I was like, if we're going to do this, I'm going to do the most no matter what. Right. I, you know, and if they did 20 each, I'm going to do 30. I'm, you know, whatever yeah. it is, I just feel like competition is necessary. And um, I listen to, to Dead End, you know, Dead End Hip Hop. And I'm like, I want to compete with them. Mm-hmm. I, I want to yeah. compete. I want to compete in in their their you know they top of the line to me them them boys are dope yeah but I just feel like I want to compete no matter what we're doing I want to push to be the best right and and that's everything and I and I try to pass that along to and the funny thing about you know being a parent is you want your kids to have that same mindset right and we talk about children and having it and stuff and I think my son my son hates to lose mm-hmm. but at the same time he doesn't compete all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He he's a sore loser. Mm. And I'm not saying be a sore loser. That's not something that I would teach. But I would teach you're not gonna win all the time. And you gotta push yourself if you wanna be a winner. So there's a difference. You know what I'm saying? It, it's sure. a huge difference in that. And you know, winning and losing, there's a docu there's a show on Netflix, a documentary about the losers. I seen a couple episodes mm. of that. It's pretty good. You, you did? Yeah. I didn't I never watched it. Was it was good though? Uh I saw a couple episodes and the ones that I saw were mm. good. I haven't seen the whole thing. Oh, okay. So I'm going to have to go check that out. And I, yeah. and I thought about that because I think about that and I look at that stuff. Okay, watching that fight, I'm watching how the loser responds. That is, that's where my attention goes. Like whenever I watch a fight and somebody's upset or somebody loses, mm-hmm. I wait for their interview more so than the winner. I don't want to talk to the winner. Mm. Let's talk to the loser first. Adrian Broner loses a lot. And <laughs> I want to hear what he got to say when he got his butt whipped out. He didn't talk to all this stuff the yeah, whole time. Out the ring. Yeah, you didn't talk Damn, to all You talked hilarious. trash the whole week. So let me hear how you react when you didn't got your I ass whipped. lost, yeah. Yeah, so that's what's interesting to me is to talk to the losers, the agony mm-hmm. of defeat. Like, you know, how is Toronto going to react when they lose this this championship to the Golden State Warriors? Right. What what kind of reaction are we going to get from them? No, they're not going to lose, though, man. You got to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's important, though, is like, like, let's say if it comes to parenting, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm not a parent, but I think what's important is, um, you know, tell them that, like, you know, if you didn't make first place, you did a good job. You know what I'm saying? If you, they did. If they did. Yeah, exactly. If you did a good job, cool. Mm. But like the reason I say this is because I guess coming back on my past was if I did good in anything, right? Or if I got first place in something, mm-hmm. um, I never got um like a good job. You know right. what I'm saying? It was kind of like 
is still not enough. You can do better. Right. Which is good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you still need that support from your parent. Like, right. Like, that's what I, I feel like I've always wanted that when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I got first place in something or if I did fucking great at something, mm-hmm. I just wanted that um, attention. Like, right. You did a fucking good job. You know what I'm saying? But I've never gotten that. So I think mm-hmm. that's important too, even if you don't get first place, which is why I came back to saying, like, I can see the kind of con in that. Yeah. But. I mean, yeah, I which is which is true. First place, getting first place is not what I'm always after. Right, it's to push the needle forward. Right, that's what I'm trying to do. So mm-hmm. if you know, I told my son today, I sent him a message. You know, it's funny we talking about this even before I knew this topic. I was telling him that I'm proud of the man that he's going to be, and always know that I'm your biggest fan. I tell, I told him I'm hard on you because I want you to win. My mom is still the hardest person on me in my life because she wants me to be the best. And just know you make me smile and I work hard so you can be proud of me too. Talking about my son. And I told him that I sent him that message today and I hope he listened to it and understand that as a father, I push him. I push him so hard. I like what you said though. Like that's, that's what Mm -hmm. I'm talking about. Like that's, that's good. That's the word enforcement. Good enforcement. Like you need that. I've never had that because I guess because of Korean culture, because he was first generation here. Mm -hmm. Um, and knowing how competitive it was for him back in the day. And it's kind of like, you're never good enough. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I never had that talk like, oh, you did a really fucking good job, but I think you can do better. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But I never got that pep talk. It was more like, you can do better. Right. So I was like, okay, so what the fuck was everything that I've been doing now? The, all mm-hmm. that grind that I put in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So positive reinforcement is so important. It is. It is. Yeah. And I get that. Like I said, I get it. My mom is is hard on me like that. Like mm-hmm. it, when I say my mom is hard, I know I've said this before, but I'm going to say it and reiterate it. My mom is super duper hard and that's my best friend in the world. And we talk 18 times a day, but she is so hard on me. I don't she'll go from being my best friend in the middle, mm-hmm. in the middle of a sentence from being my friend to like my boss right in the middle of a sentence she'll go from like ha 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 you need to do and, and, and it'll flip like but she had that you need to do this but she was you still had that um she was your friend at one point too though oh yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying for so, me i never yeah. had that and, and the thing of it is i think that i'm adjusted to it and i can handle it mm-hmm. and i think mm-hmm. she knows that i'm able to handle her different sides so i think you coach children just like people you coach people differently. Like I can't be so hard all the time on my son. Like she is on me. I wouldn't be that mm-hmm. hard, but at the same time, I just let him know that the world is competitive. Right. And as, as especially as a black man, you start behind. Mm-hmm. So no matter what you got a ways to go in this race. So you better start now so you can start picking up ground. For right. sure. But yeah, I think that's a culture thing too, though. Like, especially, I may be wrong. Maybe it's just, just what I went through. But mm-hmm. I think f- a lot of Koreans or Asians in general would kind of feel what I'm saying because you don't have that relationship with your parents, like that friend type of yeah. thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's not existent in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, like you said, like, he's the boss. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, he was like, uh, I mean, granted, I love my dad because he made me like, what I am today. And mm-hmm. I, I thank him for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that, that positive reinforcement has to be there. I feel like, and a lot of Asian parents don't have that. They don't connect with that. You know what I'm saying? They, all they know is just, I came from a poor ass fucking country, a poor ass time. Mm-hmm. And 
I brought you here and I'm working hard to make sure you do good. So you better fucking do good. Right. There was never like, oh, I understand where you're coming from. You mm-hmm. know, that's, that's kind of non-existent. So it's not, sure. it's not like they try to relate really. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what, that's, that's the biggest thing I try to do mm-hmm. as a parent is try to put myself in my son's shoes. I try to see what he goes through. And my daughter too. I try to see what they go through so I can kind of relate and try to be on their side for a little bit instead of mm-hmm. just always coming from a you, you, you angle right. to, okay, well, this is what they're thinking. I have to think back sometimes like some of the stuff I did too, I'm sure, you know, some of the thoughts mm-hmm. I had as well. So, right. you know, and I got, I turned out okay. So I hope that, you know, I can relate and that way we can better communicate. And be. Exactly. Yeah. So how was your family? Was your family strict on you like that? Or were they, how are they with you? My family was, they were, they were, they were strictish to a point until I got like older, but they were definitely strict. I mean, especially like playing piano. Uh, and bro, my piano teacher was ultra strict. Oh, private lessons with the, with the Russian the lady. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this whole... Everybody wins. All that's out the window, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would. <laughs> I was a child, and this teacher would have me crying, like leaving leaving piano lessons. I had to get right back there the following week and be in there for an hour again with her. So I had to figure it out. I had. I mean, I was um, a competition player, so I, mean, I did competitions like as a child. That like uh, was it was called um, uh, not not Georgia State, but. Um, UGA. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would do like competitions at UGA and like around and like I'm getting judged by other classical older people. So, I mean, they would judge like a whole sheet of, of fucking stuff that you got to read through. OK, this mm-hmm. is everything that I did that I messed up on today. And then you got to deal with that. Like, yeah, I had to deal with like rejection and real criticism as a as a child. So mm-hmm. I don't take I don't, I mean, I don't I just don't take the whole. Uh, I tried my hardest, so this is all <laughs> right. Nah, like you gotta, you gotta get out there and get it if you really want to do this. So, you man. sound like a Korean boy right now with this piano thing. And I it's mean, critique too, with yeah. it, right? Yeah, it's, it's like real, just, it's real critique. Like, this is what you did wrong in, in Italian just, as well. You didn't do the allegro here. You didn't all this. Yeah, like it's it was serious. I mean, and that's what I taken that, and that's what I like, and it's shaped. I don't know. I don't 100% know how to kind of feel about like my opinions sometimes. Mm. It's because, like, sometimes, for example, sometimes when I talk to my friends or whatever who may really like music or whatever, and they ask me about my musical opinion, they just call me like an asshole or like a, a hater a lot of times. Um, but I have a really strong ear and I critique stuff like very strongly. I feel very strongly about like, musical stuff so I mean I mean sometimes I'd be like damn yo why don't I like a lot of like stuff now I mean it just it's just shaped like everything how I think how mm-hmm. I create it's just shaped everything and I think in a more positive way I just don't think that most people can hear like my opinion and not feel upset and then I gotta go in and explain to them right. why my opinion is correct and why mine is valid and that theirs is not because they're, they don't, they're not didn't study all this stuff right. but I don't know yeah it just for what it's a part of me. Knowing your talent, like I think, like let's say if I were to come up with a song or some shit, you know what I'm saying? And you were mm-hmm. like, oh, I think this part's whack or whatever. Like, I think I would take that constructively, knowing that, you know, you fucking been through all that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, one thing I did want to bring up though, I don't want to totally shit on my dad, but because I think this is what it is too, because 
um, I feel like American parents, it's a little bit easier for them to relate with their kids because, you know, they've just been generations in America. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I can't really blame my dad for um, not knowing how to connect with me because it's a whole new thing for him. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. he came yeah. from a different country, a wholly different culture, different time. And him being an immigrant to come here and, you know, start with nothing. And of course he would have, you know, um, expectations or whatever. But yeah, I think that's, that's why he couldn't really connect with me as a quote unquote friend. Mm -hmm. that, that's why that relationship wasn't there. And I think that's the case for many Asian um, second gen kids. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to bring that up. That kind of just hit me in the head. It's very, and it's a very adult way to look at it. Yeah. Sorry, dad. I love you, dad. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, before we get on to the next topic, we'll be right back after this quick break. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, before we get on to our favorite segment, um, I just want to give a big shout out to all the listeners. Without you guys, this would not be um, possible. Thank you for all the engagement, all the comments, all the mm -hmm. DMs. We are thank you, thank reading those um, and we are taking y'all's advice and all that good stuff. But if you do want to get in contact with us, you can um, follow us um, on Instagram. It is Black Korea Podcast. Also on Twitter, Black Korea ATL. Also mm -hmm. our email, BlackKoreaATL at gmail.com. And also make sure you hit up Dead End Studios if you hey. need any type of audio or video needs. Great people, great business. Mm -hmm. um, we're coming to you from their studio now. Yes. Follow them at DeadEndStudiosATL.com. Also on IG, DeadEndStudiosATL. But yeah, man. Let's go on with it. Finish the sentence. The last time I cried. Ooh. Who want to go first? I'll go first. Mm -hmm. The last time that I remember crying was... Yesterday? Nah. When you think Andy cried all the time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at, least, at, least, at least a couple times a week. Nah, I think man. he does cry a couple times a week. I actually don't. I, I don't really cry a lot. Um, the last time I do remember crying, though, is, is every time I visit Korea to see my girl. And it's time for... It's at the airport when we leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I don't know why. Like that shit is just like because I know I'm gonna see her again, and I know we're gonna get married and shit. But like, it's just the fact that like, damn, we were together and dating and shit. But now we got to go back to like being on the phone for like the next nine months to a year. Mm -hmm. I think that's what really gets me. Like that shit gets me all the fucking time. Does she cry too? Oh yeah. So if she starts to cry first. That's probably what makes you cry too. Uh it's kind of simultaneous like mm. like we both know like damn this is gonna fucking suck again because mm -hmm. like i was saying like when we're together we never fight if we do it lasts like 30 minutes at most but we fight a lot when we're far apart mm -hmm. um and not even that it's just like the fact that like damn like i gotta call her on the phone that's the only way i can spend time with her now right like that yeah. fact fucking sucks Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's the last time I remember crying at the airport. I think that's why I hate airports now. Mm. And the last time I remember crying was that I remember crying. I remember the last time I felt like crying, but the last time I remember crying was like a little less than a year ago. I was as I was living. 
uh, with a roommate at the time and I just lost like a, you know how every family has that one member that kind of brings everybody together. It's kind of like the mm-hmm. center. Point. Yeah. So we lost um, that member of the family and um, mm-hmm. no, I just didn't, it, I had one of those moments to where I just didn't cry at all until that this shit just hit me like some bricks. I dropped everything in my hands, like at home and I just had like a real, real good cry. And I just couldn't stop it. Just because it just what just kept going through my mind is like, damn, you know, I wish I wish that she could have seen me like blow up for real. Because I mean, I've had like mild success or whatever, but you always just assume everybody's always going to be there, and everybody right. that was with you from like the very beginning before you were even doing the shit is going to be there to see the rest of it, and that's not the case in life. So it was just all that just hit me at once. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sean? Uh, the last time I cried, uh, it hadn't been that long ago, but I was I listened to this song, and I and the song does it to me almost all the time. I'll sing this song. It's John Legend. It's a song called "Don't Have to Change," mm. and it's talking mm. about uh, oh, do you remember when the family was ever? It's talking about a fa- his family, and I think about my grandma in the times you know with her, and you know she's passed on now, but I start thinking about her and how how much she meant to me and I can sometimes when I'm talking to my kids about hearing her voice in my head and how she fussing at me about certain things like you know pull your pants up or something you know yeah. just any little thing yeah. but I was singing that song and I was just thinking about her and I was laughing but I but I you know I was I broke down I was crying and I cried for her a lot when was this? Um, when it's probably about two or three weeks ago Oh damn! Yeah, mm. I get emotional about her a lot though. When I'm when I think about her, and I'll laugh now. It, it, it'll all end up with me laughing, but I, when I get emotional sometimes thinking about her, and you know the effect that she had on me, and I can still hear her. And I I still hear her all the time, fussing at me about stuff, and not not always fussing, but I can just hear her telling me what she wants me to do. Right. I f- I could feel that though. Yeah. Every time I visit my grandparents' grave, I cry too. Like I, mm-hmm. and it's one of those. You know, you can't breathe. Yeah. Shit. Like, I don't cry like that ever. But whenever I go to that grave, I cry like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's the same way. Like, I, I mm-hmm. can see them. Like, I feel like they're watching me. Yeah. And like, you can hear them and shit. And like, yeah, that shit gets me all the time. See, that's strange. I don't even think about, you know, when I go to their gravesite, like my grandma and my aunts, I don't think about them being there because they're really mm-hmm. not there. Mm-hmm. So I don't even think about, you know, the, the body's there, but they're not there. So I, I don't, you know, I, I talk to them, but I don't talk to them there. I talk to them here because I think they're everywhere. That's what some man. people go to grave sites and talk to their loved ones. I don't. I do that. Yeah. Well, I do that everywhere too, though. Right. Right. But at the grave site, I feel more there with them. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah, let's lighten up the mood a little bit. One gotta go. One gotta go. One gotta go. This one is tough. This one is tough. This one is very tough. Mm-hmm. Jay Z. Andre 3000. That's easy. Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's easy. It's I, easy. I honestly still don't know. So if y'all want to go first, go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and go. Um, I know my guys are dead in hip hop, man. Y'all going to make fun of me because I always talk so much about trash about Kendrick. <laughs> but honestly, and this one got to go for me is I would say Nas. And the reason why I say Nas is in order, Andre 3000 is number one. To me, he's just super dope, talented. He is. A dope lyricist. I love his voice. I love the way he flipped it up and did. He's um, out there. The love below. Yeah, I just think he's just super, super, super talented. He's the Barry Sanders of music because he he quit in his prime. Like he just stopped. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In his prime. And so to me, that was just 
I'm just waiting on him to come back. Like, you just got to do something else. I mm. wish he would come back and just give me, like, you know, another double album, just him, you know. And to me, he's number one. Jay-Z's number two because he's Jay. I mean, that's he's yeah. a billionaire. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, Kendrick Lamar is number three. I respect Kendrick. Like, I tell him all the time, I, I think he's a dope poet. I think that he's dope. Um, lyricist, he really is. I just, I'm just not a fan of Kendrick's voice like that. Mm. You know, um, that's usually a big complaint to his yeah. voice. To me, Nas, man, I don't know, man. I just don't, I just don't rock with them records like that. I just don't. And I understand that people say he's he's super super dope, but I just, I don't know. I just don't. I just didn't like those records like that. Like a couple of them, yeah. I liked. Mm. But like, if I rule the world was dope. But other than that, I just, I just, I just could do without it. Mm. I'm not bump, I'm not rushing to play Kendrick Lamar or Nas, but I play Kendrick before I play Nas. What about you, KB? Um, easy Nas. Because uh, I was never a Nas fan. Um, mm. In order, I would say Jay Z number one. Number one is mm-hmm. my favorite rapper mm-hmm. um, of all time. Has my favorite rap album over Andre. Yeah. So let me ask you this: Jay Z over Biggie? In my opinion, yeah. Why? Because I I just connected with because it's because of when I was born. Um, really, I think that plays the biggest part in mm-hmm. it because I was listening to Jay Z from like when he you know first dropped commercially until now. I mean, he beefed with. I mean, he had like some of the biggest beef. Him and Nas, you know, had that big beef, and I was on Jay Z's mm-hmm. side. I mean, like he was just like Jay Z just was hip hop for me. Yeah. Um, and I say over Andre just because I don't I consider I consider Andre uh, an artist I don't artist. consider him a rapper yeah I get um, that so if I had to choose between them as rappers I would say Jay-Z um, I'm a f- I'm more of a fan of Andre 3000's music mm-hmm. I-, I think as, I a, as a whole more than Jay-Z's but I don't know Jay-Z's has so many so many classics that you just can't just can't get around right um then kendrick I, i'm actually i'm a kendrick fan more so like earlier early kendrick and i mm-hmm. I, I super respect like his versatility mm-hmm. so like jay-z as a lyricist businessman number one andre 3000 as a creative like doing whatever the hell he wants and just being great at everything mm-hmm. like um, Kendrick for his versatility, his sound. His sound is amazing. His sound is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nas, I respect him as a lyricist, but I mean, I, I just never, I was never a fan. Mm. Right. I was never a fan. <sighs> this was really tough, but I, I, have, I would have to say Nas has to go too. Um, one, <clears throat> Jay Z was the first album I ever bought. Mm. Um, Hard Knock Life, Volume 2. Mm-hmm. With uh, can I get a and like that? That album was just so great. Like mm-hmm. every song on there was freaking awesome. Yeah, that was like in the second grade. That was the first album I've ever bought. So Jay is at the top of the list. Can't you know? You can't let him go. Andre three thousand just because he really put Atlanta on the map. Yeah, like he he's a pioneer and I he's just an OG and I'm an Atlanta boy. Like he's done so much for Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he's like he was just so out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody could... He was never a copy of anybody. He was just Andre 2000. Yeah. Like, the way he was. Um, Kendrick Lamar, he's just... I feel like the same way. Like, while this whole 
like hip hop was I felt like hip hop was dying but Kendrick was one of the guys that just really brought it back mm-hmm. um, and I really respect that about him um, his style is just totally different and he's true to his you know his whole LA thing too you know or his west coast thing mm-hmm. um, Nas legend Nas is a legend yeah. lyricist and like I totally respect the guy but I'm kind of with you on the boat like when him and um, Jay-Z was going on it at it I was more on Jay-Z's side, mm-hmm. but like he, he's a freaking legend, man. But at the same time, like, yeah, he, he's kind of at the bottom of the list for me, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like all these other guys just did a little bit more for me. I still say Biggie would have been at the top of this list for me. Biggie's just amazing. Them songs. And I think it's, it's Biggie's, it's Biggie's delivery, his flow, his lyricism and them beats was all amazing like one more mm-hmm. chance was one of the greatest records ever yeah you know those those the music i give puff a lot of credit for that because he put together just masterful projects he didn't have enough body of work right but it was it a different was, time yeah and he, he's not on this list but i just had to say that like he's just like i said i could just go rock those records and what what makes it great to me and i talked about this you know to my my um my brother my other partner i was telling them like if we can rock the instrumental, then this song is gonna be pretty much great. Mm-hmm. And I was that's what yeah. this that's what Biggie's records are. You can listen to Biggie, uh, those beats all day long. Just the beats. Just just his music. I, I like Biggie, but not as much because just because I think I was more on the pock side. I was oh, a really big pock side. And another thing is like, you know, because of my age, I listen to these guys after they passed away. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which, yeah. I, I was a more pock guy than Biggie. But Biggie's still a legend. I was always more of a Biggie that. guy than Pac. I was too. Really? Just because Biggie was just more of a Biggie was more of a rapper to me. Like, mm-hmm. I think Pac was an artist though. Yeah, and he yeah, was totally sure. ahead yeah, of his he time. Was. He was. Yeah. Like even his songs now are like, dude, they're so freaking good. He don't know. Yeah. But yeah. My right. daughter's a big Biggie fan too. So. Really? Oh mm. my gosh. That's what's she up, Biggie. That's what's up. What's beef? Who who shot you? Who um, shot you? All those songs, they love. Oh, she love that stuff. Do, and that's crazy do, that she do, love do. it like that. That's crazy that she do. But you she know what, do. Biggie? Uh, what's that thing that uh, Eminem did? That Biggie album the he warning. did. That's Dude, that one. shit was dope. I, I really yeah. like that project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the warning is her favorite song. If you ain't heard it, listen to it. Warning, it's amazing. But yeah, man, that was the uh, end of our show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, make sure you tune in to us. Every week, please do. Anywhere please. comments, please. Yeah, anywhere you can find a podcast, we're there. Um, also on our YouTube at Black Korea, you find us anywhere, man. Just make sure you watch us, listen to us, engage with us. We are listening. I swear to you. Thank you, thank, thank you so you much for your support. Yeah, but that's end of the episode. See y'all next week. All right. Next week. All right. Black Korea. Korea.